Come on, Derek. Seriously? 10.30, not 10.41. Mr. 110%, 10 minutes late for the podcast. Jesus Christ. This is going to be my new thing every week now at the beginning of the, like before the intro. It's going to be bag, bagging on Derek. Good. Yeah. This is, he's asking for it. I almost think he's doing this shit on purpose. I think he wants to be more of a personality. Well, then do something about yeah, it. Yeah, the personality of Derek it. being unprofessional and eating on the podcast is not the personality he should go for. Right. I didn't really create anything. No, actually. you are who you are. Because when, when Russell Because Russ says, keeps I love mentioning the character. the character J Money, I'm like, dude, yeah. he's no character. Well, trust me. He is, he, he is who he is. Who are you? They are currently not on my deletion list because they do have magic within them. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 16. My name is Tom Van Zant. I am your host, and with me are my magical and my metal co-hosts, Mr. D-Rock, Derek Mitris. I got 99 problems and you two bitches ain't one. Is that an Ariana Grande song? <laughs> Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And Here comes the, the man money. who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. Russell, Nate. I knew you'd come. Whoa. Oh, wait. Whoa. What time is it? Whoa. Oh, so, sorry, Tom. We, we were just replaced, Derek. Hmm. What was that about money? I, no, I just, I just. Can we just do it again? You can fix it in post production. <laughs> it's uh, Tim and Eric, right? <laughs> Tim, Eric, I knew you'd come. Okay, I'm ready to do it again, Tom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the Aussie and the Palm yet? Yes, I'm sure you have Russell and Nate on your mind because Aussie and the Palm was all about you in their episode this past week. Maybe that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. We got to get one of those guys on our show. I agree. Yeah, we got to get Russell, or, uh, probably Russell on here. <laughs> Nate's funny. Oh, he was mad. He can't, he can't sleep. He was being sarcastic. I know he was, but it was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they challenged me and Derek to come up with our top five wrestlers of yep. all time. Yeah. That'd be so hard for me. I, I can't do it because I have, I have like three generations of wrestling because I've right. watched it my whole life. I speak from pure logic. How's everybody doing? How's it going, boys? Tired. Yeah. How about you, Mr. 110%? How are you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> Starts right off the bat drinking. <laughs> drinking on the podcast. Well, you, you always say that uh, you want Jay Money to drink more, so I'm going to start fucking drinking more. Oh, all right. You, as long as you're drinking alcohol, that's acceptable. It's Gatorade with vodka in it. There you go. Fair enough. That works. Well, it cancels each other out. Yeah. <laughs> I could use a shot of tequila to kill whatever the hell is holding on to me, man. I, this freaking head cold won't go away. We had plenty of that the other night. Uh, yeah, that's right. We'll be, you'll be talking all about your WrestleMania party. Don't you worry. But first... It was, half, it was half a day long. It was. Let's give Jay Money an opportunity to spread a little 
not another nerdy podcast social media cheer to all of our knotheads out in Not Nation. Money, go ahead. Sure, T Dizzle. You can like us on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com backslash not podcast one, Twitter and Instagram, not podcast one, and the brand new just launched earlier this week, nerdpodcastmafia.com. You're so money and you don't even know it. What? Derek? Yeah, it's a combination of all our fellow podcast buddies out all over the world. Totally nine different podcasts, including our own. And there's links to all our shows on there. And an easy way to find all your favorite podcast shows and friends in one spot. All the members of Nerd Podcast Mafia in one easy location. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. So it's nerdpodcastmafia.com. Yep, and then you just click on the podcast uh, show that you want to listen to, and that'll bring up all the that corresponding shows episodes. So there's like banners for each show, each of the individual. Yep. Yeah, shows. like our our logos on there, all, all the different logos are on there for all the different shows. And you just click on. So if you wanted to see what So Wizard was up to, you'd click on the So Wizard banner, and it would take you to them. Mm-hmm. Nice job. I believe that was uh, the magical and mystical Adam Wallyhawk, a wild Wallyhawk. He was uh, responsible for that website, so thanks to him. Yeah, he did a good job. Awesome job. Of course, any of our So Wizard podcast listeners who are listening to us now are familiar with Mr. Wally Hawk. He designed the So Wizard podcast website mm-hmm. and the t-shirts and stuff, so might have, to have, him, might have to have him design some t-shirts for us. Yes, yes. Very good. Got some other big news, too. Oh, really? We have our own email. Come on. Yep. We have arrived. Friends and family and listeners can send us an email and just say, hey, what's up, to notpodcast1 at yahoo.com. Oh, that's pretty awesome. It's quite fantastic. Yeah, we're official, dude. We are official. What do you think about that, Money? Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So, once again, all things Not Another Nerdy Podcast are easy to find. Not Podcast One. That's the key. Just don't send us any viruses, please, in the email. Or dick pics. Yep. Yeah, don't send us any used cock pics. <laughs> or used socks pics. Oh, I have a feeling we're going to get a couple of those. <laughs> I, I'm surprised people haven't started tweeting them at us after last week's episode. Have you talked to Smelly this past week? Did she listen to the episode? Was she upset that you shared her eBay story? No, I can't walk by her without laughing. <laughs> awesome. So I, a couple of guys that work uh, in a department next to mine today, uh, they listened to it and they were just like in, in tears and tears. That's good. They couldn't believe I went as far to tell the story about the human resource lady. Yeah, that, that I can't believe you told the human resource lady about that. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't. Smelly did. But I can't believe you kind of oh, yeah, like, yeah. guilted her into doing it. I'm like, well, I'm like, you got to tell everybody now. We've been joking about it for all this whole stupid meeting. Right. Were both of you guys wearing sandals while you were telling each other the story? Or? <laughs> no, I was barefoot. <laughs> that could be sexual. Apparently, bare feet are a sexual thing, according to eBay. Yep. All right. Well, how was your week? I know you guys had a big weekend with WrestleMania. I unfortunately could not attend as originally planned because I've been fighting a sinus infection, but... I want to hear all about it, and I'm sure the Knotheads do too. So tell us, boys, what happened at your WrestleMania party on Sunday. Well, it's about half the people 
of our Royal Rumble party a few months back showed up. But well, we so had, that means you only had 60 people there? <laughs> yes. But we had twice as much food and drinks as last time. I'm still going through the fridge, you know, having leftovers from uh, you know the past week event. Hmm. So what time did this all take place? Started at 5, people showed up around 6, and people left around midnight. Okay. That was a long time. So it, uh, it, it was like 12.30. Basically half the day. <laughs> it was like seven hours of wrestling. Well, Money, your, your day started earlier than that, though, didn't it? On Sunday? Yes. Yes, Sunday. I went to the Mohegan Sun Casino again down in Uncasville, Connecticut, USA Earth, the Milky Way. Oh, yeah? What was going on down there? There was a brand new convention called Connecticut GamerCon. Oh, tell us all about that. Well, it was basically like a comic convention without comics and more focused on video games. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was nothing like a comic convention. <laughs> right. But there it's, was comics. It was basically there. a comic convention, except there were no comics. There was, was there the Funko same... Pops there? Oh, there was tons of pops everywhere. <laughs> well, then it was like a comic book convention. Exactly. <laughs> the dealer room, you wouldn't even have known the difference in the dealer room. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, there was a ton of dealers. There was a lot of artists there. Pop figures everywhere the eyes could see. Cosplayers there. I met a couple of cool cosplayers that did Link and Zelda. There's some pictures on the Facebook page. Yeah, I, saw I actually that. made an entire album on the Facebook page. Saw that too. Good job. Thanks. And then the second half of the convention was a giant room with every video game system you ever could thought of in your memory set up with the TV that you could play for as long as you want for free. Really? Yeah, they had everything from Atari 2600, uh, like on big old CRT TVs, to Xbox One and PS4 set up on giant flat screens. Wow, that's, that's cool. They had... Uh, they had a street. Oh, they had a Marvel versus Capcom three tournament going on, which was on like a movie sized screen. So it was like you know seats everywhere. You could just sit and watch the guys playing in the tournament. Finish him. They had a, a WWE two K seventeen tournament going on. That was also on a giant screen, so you could sit down and watch that. Yeah, it was awesome though. That part, if you wanted to just sit there and play games all day, you could. That's pretty cool. So what drew you there? It was at Mohegan Sun, and it only cost fifteen bucks to get in. Right on. As you know, I love my slot machine. So I know. You after make the out? con, I, I was about two hours at the con. Uh, I bought a couple magnets, played some old school games, and then I went over to the slot machines and I uh, hit for $96. Cool. So I put a 20 in. So I was up. 76. To, uh, yeah, 76. So I just cashed out and I was like, I'm done. Uh, see, that's why you're the man who brings the money. You know when to get out while you're ahead. That's good. Yeah, hell yeah. So I went over, got some Krispy Kreme donuts to go, and uh, headed right to Derek's WrestleMania party from there. Excellent. It was, it was a good time. Uh, it was a brand new con. So, uh, you know, it wasn't huge, but it wasn't embarrassingly small either. It was, uh, it was in the same exact space that the Mohegan Sun Terrific Con is in. Well, it sounds so like half you had a of good it time. Was the, you know, half of it was the dealers, the artists, the exhibitors. Then the other half was where you could play all the games, and they had the tournaments. Uh, it's one of my favorite cons. Terrific. Huh? So it was in that exact same room. So as Derek would say, it's nice because it's carpeted. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now I should have went now that I'm thinking about that carpet. <laughs> you know how a lot of cons you go to, Tom, it's just on a cement floor? Yeah. Yep. Well, so since this is in the casino, it's nice and carpeted and it's all, you know, Cozy. nice. You can walk around barefoot. 
Yeah, no, if you, you wanted just, to. You could just walk around with your socks on. You, you could sell your socks on eBay and just walk around barefoot if you wanted. You could probably sell your socks at the con. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's some cosplayers who could probably do that. I'm sure there is. Mm. You wouldn't buy Jessica Diagree's dirty socks? I didn't say anything. I didn't say that. I didn't say either way. I'm not okay. saying anything. I'm a married okay. man. Okay. I plead the fifth. The fifth element? The fifth alarm? Anyway. The fifth wave? So tell me about wrestling, WrestleMania real quick. It was good. Uh, Give me the highlights. Obviously, Give the, me the highlights. highlight of the entire night was Matt and Jeff Hardy returning to the WWE after eight years. What? Magic. Yep. So it happened? It actually happened? It happened. What we were talking about last week, they were gone from TNA they their actually last date for Ring of Honor was the Saturday night before WrestleMania. Wow. Which they actually also participated in a crazy ladder match. Yeah, they won, didn't they? Uh well Saturday night they lost because they oh. lost the Ring of Honor titles. Right. Because then they and they when well, they basically they said goodbye to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So after I saw that, I was like, Oh man, is this really gonna happen? Is this real so, life? Yeah, exactly. So what it was was it was a triple threat ladder match for the tag titles, and New Day, who are these goofy yeah. wrestlers, came out. And they were like the hosts of WrestleMania, and they came out a- after the first three teams were introduced, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what are they going to do? What are they going to say?" And they were like, "We've just been informed that a fourth team has been added to the match," and I was like, "Oh no, they're not going to add themselves, are they?" <laughs> And so then that seemed a little too obvious. And right. then then I thought to myself, wait a minute, it's a ladder match. So then they just they stepped aside and Jeff Hardy's old WWE music played. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not just going to be Jeff, is it? And I, even before Jeff walks out, out walks Matt, still nice. had the crazy hair with the white streak in it. <laughs> and then Jeff came running out. And we were in such shock. Like, I'm still in shock. And it's almost a week later. Right. Like, they hid this from everybody. Nobody on the internet knew. I mean, I'm on these wrestling forums all day just hitting refresh, and nobody knew. Pretty awesome. So they kept it well hidden. And even before they came out, the crowd was already chanting, delete, delete. Delete! 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 So they knew. Yeah, they knew. They knew what was going to happen. And as soon as they came out, the crowd just went, Ape shit, just delete, delete. Brother Nero, clap, 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 clap. Brother Nero, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> so needless to say, they they performed. Jeff took a swanton bomb off a 30-foot ladder, and Derek was actually like, I can't even watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he no spring the, chicken. He took the swanton off the ladder he's no onto spring like a bridge of ladders. Yeah, he's no spring chicken. <laughs> no, no. And while he did that, Matt was in the middle of the ring on the other another ladder ready to grab the belts. And he grabbed the belts. And I was like, holy shit. They really went and did it. I can't believe they won. Either can I. It was one thing for them to come back, but another thing for them to pull the belts off uh, for for the win at the end of that match. I was like, holy shit. So in the, in the last month, they've held the TNA Tag Team titles, the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, and now the WWE Raw Tag Team titles. So basically, they're doing what the seven deities want them to do, and they're getting all the gold. They did exactly what the seven deities told them to do. Nice. So the triple crown winners of the Milky Way. There you go. Now they're going to have to go to the other galaxies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to need Vanguard 1 so they can teleport. 
You know, yeah. Earth 2. Right, right. So, so I saw an interview with them afterwards, and it didn't seem like Matt was doing his broken character. Well, Jeff definitely is not. He's the old Jeff Hardy. And yeah, that was really toned down. That yeah. Video. Yeah, that. Oh, which one did you see? Uh, the one right after. He's talking about the one right after they won the belts and they're all excited to be right. back, right, Tom? Yes. Yeah, okay, that one. Because okay. there was a one before they actually went to the ring, which they were even less in character. Less than that? Yeah, yeah, that oh, wow. one was yeah, that one was weird. That was like right they were right at the you know the gorilla position. Mm-hmm. And it was right before they were going to come out. They actually interviewed him. They were even less in character there. You know why? Because I bet they were just so fucking excited to be back. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> I think that's why. Well, actually, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because Matt addressed that on Twitter today. What did, what did he, he say? say? He said that uh, the sheer nirvana of coming home to a deafening ovation at WrestleMania. Seems to have contained my condition, <laughs> which is his broken condition. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but then he said, "If it can be contained." <laughs> yeah. So I, I was. I'm thinking he was about seventy five percent broken because he still had the hair. He still had a little bit of the accent. Yeah. But the problem is, Tom, is because of this whole lawsuit, he can't even really do delete. No, they said obsolete though. Obsolete. Yeah, he did say obsolete. He said wonderful. Uh, he's a little bit, like I said, about seventy five percent still broken, and and when he's in the ring, he could do he he'll, he's doing the the arm motion like just once, and then the crowd's just chanting the entire time, delete, delete, delete. Right, and there's nothing and then, TNA can do right. about that. No, there's nothing you can't you can't control it. You can't sue a crowd. Right. <laughs> yeah, so well, then, I was uh, looking on the WWShop.com the following day for delete shirts, but they weren't available yet. The only <laughs> thing they have is a retro Jeff Hardy shirt. Mm-hmm. So then, you remember how we talked last week about how that company, Anthem, how their logo was an owl? Yes. So last night on Raw, the entire crowd started chanting, fuck the owl. Really? Fuck the owl. Yep. <laughs> it was amazing. Where else would you get with the Raw after WrestleMania when the crowd is chanting, fuck the owl. Wow. Yeah, and they were chanting Brother of the Nero and everything. It was just absolutely batshit crazy. Such a terrible logo. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Just well, the way hopefully. they actually put it in the Impact Wrestling logo. Come on. I thought that was a joke when I first saw that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't even think that was real. Hopefully, Senior Benjamin has a has a t-shirt, F the Owl. Hopefully they can sort things out with TNA and get the rights back to do their shtick because I do enjoy them, but I enjoy them far more when they can be their goofy, broken selves. Right, especially Matt. And he's one, the one of the two that has to have it. Then that, that's fine, you know. One of the you should be broken, Tom, uh, this week, Tom, until your science affection goes away. I have a condition, Derek. Too bad you didn't have the long hair anymore. You could put the white stripe in uh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I could put it's a not very wonderful at I could, all. I could put a white stripe in my beard. Yeah, <laughs> I already got some of that. Yeah. I'm hoping if eventually they lose the Raw titles, then they can bring their their deletion titles to Raw. There you go. How mm-hmm. awesome would that be? It's going to be interesting to see how they get along with Jericho since they both have lists. <laughs> well, Jericho's actually gone right now. Yeah. So. Oh, is he? He's done for the summer. He's going to go tour with his band. Yeah, he's got a new. Uh, his band's got father's got a new album coming out soon. So yeah. they wrote him off TV on Monday. They had Kevin Owens beat the crap out of him backstage. He'll be so back. usually that's how when that happens that means a guy's leaving for a couple months. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll he'll do like random house shows depending if WWE is in town wherever he is or if even overseas he says. But that's about it. Yeah, he'll be back. 
Well, yeah, he, he always does. Oh, in the fall, he'll be back. You can tell Matt that he made the list. Cause <laughs> Do you know what happens when you have a list and your name <laughs> isn't Jericho? Do you know what you happens? Make the list. <laughs> you just made the list! One funny thing that uh, that got revealed actually just yesterday was, uh, you know how Matt Hardy's son, King Maxwell, has his own Twitter account? <laughs> well, for the last five days, they've been tweeting out a part of a he's been tweeting out a part of a picture yeah okay and then the final picture was the baby climbing a ladder with a wrestlemania t-shirt and wrestlemania diapers on nice so they were cryptically tweeting that out all week so yeah so obviously this has been in the works for a while yeah for probably it might only be in the works for like a week because there's like derek said there's no t-shirt yet nope only the retro one which they could just throw up the old graphics on something you know like right. I, I understand all that but like WWE is pretty much on the ball when it comes to all that stuff. Like, you know how much money they lost by not having something Hardy's on there for that night or the next even day? Just a, even just like the two of them, like a picture of them, you know? Exactly. Just, like those those new uh, The Last Jedi t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Which are awful, by the way. <laughs> oh, bro, here we go. Cup of haters. <laughs> they were awful. Cup of haters. Sorry. I just demand more money. And by the way, I don't want t-shirts. I want a fucking teaser trailer. It's we about all time. demand more money. Yeah, I want a giant Jar Jar Binks cutout. <laughs> I want a oh, Watto, right. I want a Watto statue. All right. Well, boys, that sounds like an awesome time at WrestleMania. I'm glad you had fun. And uh, I'm glad the Hardys are back in the WWE. Hopefully they get to bring the broken universe with them because that'll be a lot of fun. They should have stopped at that match, honestly. Yeah, well, I can't believe The Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns. That's a terrible way to end it. Awful. But All those matches at the end were just awful. It yeah. peaked with the Hardys coming back, and everything after that just went downhill. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They were smart last Monday on Raw. They, The Hardys were in the first match, and you could tell they did that because they knew the crowd would just chant delete the entire night. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they had them in the first match. That way the crowd got out of their system. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they were in the second segment. The first segment was Roman Reigns, and the crowd chanted, fuck you, Roman, for 10 minutes straight. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can look it up on YouTube. Tom. People do not like him, huh? Oh, uh, not that crowd. Because what happens is the, uh, a lot are of they the st- Were they still in Orlando for Raw? Uh... Yeah, they were still at the, uh, at the arena, not the, uh, not the stadium. The place where they had the Hall of Fame thing? Yeah, the place where the Hall of Fame was, oh, NXT okay. was. Yeah, correct, yeah. Raw was there the, uh, the other day. On Tuesday, SmackDown was there also. Okay. That's how they're doing it now for the big pay-per-views. They basically just take over the venue for four days straight. Cool. Why not? I mean, you got the same stage. All right, boys. So well, we've spent the entire first segment of the show talking about wrestling, so why don't we wrap it up and move on? Because not all of our listeners give a shit about wrestling. Okay. All right. So let's run down what we're going to go over tonight. And then I'm going to add our very special guest. So we are going to discuss some nerdy news. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. have, did you have some nerdy news you wanted to? I know Derek was. I gonna, do. Derek was definitely going to give us a review of the Snagglepuss, uh, the new Snagglepuss comic on the back of uh, what was it, Banana Splits and Suicide Squad or some shit. Which which I also read. Yeah. So you're going to talk about that. We're also going to discuss the news about Joss Whedon apparently going to be in charge of the Batgirl movie that Warner Brothers is going to be releasing. They put Joss Whedon in charge. So we can talk about that. And we will also discuss Ghost in the Shell because we all went and saw it this week, didn't we? Ghost Mm -hmm. in the Shell. Did we all see it? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? 
I went uh, Thursday night, the first show. That's right. Derek, you saw it too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, we have a special guest who's going to join us who also saw it. and She is our resident anime expert, so I thought it was only appropriate that we have her on this week. Ooh. So let me bring her into the call. Derek, we can... I have, some other, we I can, have some other nerd news that... Uh, oh, go ahead. What? We, we can also talk about Iron Fist because I finally finished it. I fell asleep during the last episode. <laughs> but Carly told me what happened, so I can sounds talk about, about it. Sounds about right. Carly told everyone what happened. Oh, that's right. <laughs> awesome. This, this Nerd Podcast Mafia website's actually really nice. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our favorite cosplayer here at Not Another Nerdy Podcast, the cosplayer of Not Nation... The wonderful, the beautiful, our anime expert, Miss Akita Oaki. Hi. Hey. Thanks for joining us. What oh, up? Oh, no problem. How's it going? Pretty good. I graduate in May. Congratulations. Um, with my master's. So awesome. Getting close to the end. That's awesome. Yeah, then you can come to WrestleMania party next year then. There you go. Yeah. We're proud of you. Thank you. We're going to have a college graduate on our podcast. That's pretty amazing. I never graduated college, so. No. No, me either. They threw me out. We're a bunch We're a bunch of morons, but. Well, technically, I'm already a college graduate, but now I'll have a master's. Right. So that's <laughs> even more impressive. Then you just have to go to your, get your doctorate so we can call you Dr. Akita. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Dr. Akita, meet Dr. Bill. There you go. <laughs> So, Akita, we now have an official website, if you can believe that. It's the Nerd Podcast Mafia website, which we are a part of the Nerd Podcast Mafia, as you know. So now we're actually on nerdpodcastmafia.com. So, Sweet! That so, is awesome. So we will be putting more content on that website and linking with you through there as well, as well as our Facebook page and everywhere else. Sweet! That Not Nation can find you. Why don't you pitch your stuff real quick, though? Tell all the knotheads out there how they can find all Akita Oaki things. All Akita Oaki things can be found by going to my Facebook page, which is Akita Oaki Cosplay. I am also on Instagram at Yemi no Akita, Twitter at Dark Akita, but really, mostly, you should probably just go to my Facebook page because mm-hmm. I'm not that cool and savvy with the rest of the social media crap like Snapchat, I just don't understand. Yeah, J Money gave up on Snapchat. We don't even touch it anymore. It's totally a millennial thing, I think. Yep. I mean, other people use it, but I just don't really get the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Instagram, I'm kind of getting a little bit more into because I'm having this weird thing where people are like, I don't have a Facebook, but I got an Instagram. But it's like kind of awkward to kind of try to talk to people. Right. I think I like Facebook more because it has an interface set up for more than just posting a picture and having people comment on it. Like you can actually message people through a messenger system. They have a message system on Instagram, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. To like it's terrible. Yeah. Like I get the messages three days later that somebody sent me. I don't get a notification that anybody was even messaging me. So right now I prefer Facebook, but if you would have asked me like a decade or or two ago, I would have been like, MySpace with my best friend Tom. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The good old days. Well, it's good who, to have you Who on. would have been in your top eight? Um, Mostly probably anime characters, right. fictional people, because I didn't have any real friends. Would, uh, probably would have been like Goku. Would Makoto, Kus- Makoto Kusanagi be in your top eight? 
<laughs> Actually, she probably wouldn't have. Oh. I don't know. It probably would have been other stuff for my top eight anime friends. Because I watched Ghost in a Shell and fell asleep on it. The really? original movie when I was <sighs> younger. I didn't know Because I didn't know, know what the heck it was about. I didn't know what was going on. So... Well, it that's, was over my head. That's interesting, considering we're going to be discussing the live-action version that just came out. That's good. Put a tack in that thought, because we're going to explore that further when we get to that point. But yeah, we're good. To, well, we're glad to have you on. We do have some other nerd news we want to discuss before we get into the movie. So, if you don't mind, we're going to do that. Okay. Derek had a few things he wanted to talk about. So, D Rock, why don't you show everyone how you give one hundred and ten percent and talk about it? Go for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the quick thing I just want to talk about was the other day how someone had do, done an interview with the Marvel Comics vice president, David DeGabriel. And in the interview, he basically blamed the fans for Marvel's comics slow, slow uh, sales and all their sales dropping and all this crap, basically because they said people didn't want any, any more diversity. They don't want female characters and all this crap. And... Yeah, oh, so they're basically wow. just how about yeah, they're how about they want good the stories for not buying their books. <laughs> how about they the want good sales? stories? It's not about diversity; it's about the fact that the stories aren't very good. And it's exactly, about people don't want to buy like gap fillers, or they don't want to get they don't want to buy money grabs. Mm. Oh, I you mean, mean really? You mean like nine ninety nine cover price Amazing Spider Man's like that? Yeah, what a not rip just off. that. It said it said in the and article then, too, too many over. Variants. I'm not going to buy every variant cover of a comic book. I'm going to buy one issue of it for three ninety nine and leave it at that. Like, oh, yeah. The variants become like not even something worth collecting if there's 10 different variants. What right. is it, like cereal boxes? Where every <laughs> time you go buy another one, it has another part of the piece. And you open a cereal. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't think that's what it was at all, why people aren't buying it. Not only that, I think the the way in which they try to address diversity sometimes isn't done very well. And some of the things that they wrote in, even being a person that loves like Spider-Man, the Miles Morales version, it's very stereotypical because they try to write from the viewpoint of a black person. But it comes off as being like the stereotypical, like in the one episode, I mean, the one I said episode. In the one issue, the black girl is all like attitude, roll your neck because she was stood up for a date by Miles Morales to a black person. That's just stereotyping me. So I didn't particularly like that portrayal of a black female in a comic book. It had nothing to do with anything else. They also just don't know how to write for diversity. Yeah, that's all based upon the the writer's issue with that, too. And not even that, Akia, but they were, they were saying how in the last year and a half, Marvel has put out a, over 100 new number one issues in the last year and a half, like canceling, Ooh. restarting books. And it's like, uh, on the flip side, too, like I like some of those newer characters. I, I like female Thor. I know a lot of people give her shit, but I think that's a really cool character. I don't like the female Iron Man. I, I love Miles Morales. So I it's, like you know, every, everyone has their own you know opinion on different new characters. Mm-hmm. But to blame the very people who spend their money is just not a, a good look for a business. No, that's not, like, that's not like going to impress if, anyone. Yeah. Like, if my product isn't selling, I'm going to look inside at myself and my business model and question the why for me and, you know, get some big fancy analyst to 
compile all this data and look at stuff to try to figure it out. I mean, that's kind of like the big controversy when people were blaming cosplayers for cons not being good. Yeah. Like, how do you blame the cosplayers? A lot of people come there to see people dressed up. If they didn't show up, some people literally would not show up. Right. They're geeks and nerds, but some people are not coming there to see last, you know, not last week, but I went to uh, the Wizard World in Cleveland a few weeks ago as Misty Knight and everything. That was awesome, um, by the way. That was awesome. There's, I think there's, pic- there's pictures of that on your Facebook page. We'll, you know what? We'll put a picture of that up on the Not Another Nerdy Podcast fa- Facebook page, too, so people can see you and the guy who played Iron Fist. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So people weren't not there to see Lou Ferrigno, per se, which I did walk past him and everything, and I'm like, that's awesome. They were probably there to see girls dressed up as half skimpy characters, to be honest. Sure. If you're being completely honest. Nothing, so, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, don't blame your uh, your fans for your shortcomings because it's, it's an interactional thing. I mean, it's also the fans have to buy the stuff, but you also have to produce a product that the person wants. Right. And more so businesses don't realize they usually need us more than we need them because if we stop spending our money, they're not really business people anymore. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, it's bad. I mean, I mostly read DC now. There's a few Marvel that I get. But uh, the majority of their fan base is guys like, say, me and me and Jay Money who grew up reading, you know, Spider-Man, X-Men, G.I. Joe, stuff like this. So if if I take Jay Money who hasn't really read comics in the last 10 years and be like, hey, you should read Marvel Comics, Jay Money. And he'll be like, oh, well, what's cool now? And then I'm like, uh, well, nothing. Like, who's in the Avengers? Uh, Deadpool and then some other girl you never heard of. He's going to be like, what? What the fuck do I want to read that for? Why is <laughs> Deadpool an Avenger? Yeah, that's exactly. Weird. That's bizarre. And, like, they, they just take every every established character and, like, mix them up. And, like, Miles Morales, awesome character. Don't get me wrong. Should he be the only Spider-Man running around? No, not at all. You have to have Peter Parker. Uh, just like Captain America. Captain America is my favorite superhero. The Falcon as Captain America, I also think is awesome, but the Falcon shouldn't be the only Captain America. No, you need Steve Rogers. Exactly. And that's that's my point. And like to all these guys who have been reading, and then even, you know, Tom who's been reading comics since the Golden Age, like he needs all those classic <laughs> characters. But that reminds me of when they revamped the video game Soul Calibur. And, you know, most video game rosters, like, if you play Street Fighter, everybody knows Ryu and Ken. Even if you don't play Street Fighter, those are staple characters that you can't get rid of. So, in Soul Calibur, they decided to take out all of the old characters that are, like, the base people and replace them with characters that did the same fighting moves, but with different names and different looks. Which made no sense, because people had their fan favorites that they played with. They took Taki out, the ninja chick. She was my favorite character to play with. So guess what? I did not buy Soul Calibur 4 or 5 or whatever it was, 5. She was my favorite, too. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. You can't You can't get rid of the base person. I mean, I mean, you could try to do that, but I think that's what people try to do with things that are long-running. But we both know if they come out with Halo 20 with no Master Chief, Right. Nobody's gonna give a shit because the honest truth is we play for Master Chief and Cortana. Yep. Lock and all of those other characters they added in five are cool, but there are characters that are basically like Nintendo is Mario is Nintendo. I don't care what nobody say. You could talk about Legend of Zelda all day, but Mario is Nintendo. Right. And Sonic yeah. is Zelda Mario sucks. All, and Sonic is Sega. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
it's just like certain things are are like the foundation of a company. You can use it's the like word sacred. You can use the word sacred. I would say sacred. Yeah. Certain things are yeah. sacred. Peter Parker as Spider-Man is sacred. I like Miles Morales, and you should have both of them, but you cannot replace Peter Parker with Miles Morales because no. Peter Parker is sacred. Yeah. And it's got You're nothing to do with wanting to be more diverse. It's just, it's called having respect for what got you there, you know? Yeah. Peter Parker got you there. Peter Parker was the, uh, that, that character was the foundation of Marvel Comics. It's the things that brought the your fans in. Just like with the video games I um, announced. When they first came out, Mitsurugi has basically been in Soul Calibur since it was on like Dreamcast or whatever it was on and when it was on other systems. Actually, it started out as Soul Blade on PlayStation and that character has been in the series since it was a crappy polygonal piece of crap <laughs> where none of the characters look real, where people hair didn't flow in the wind. So for them to remove him from the game and like make a mix, but then they put him back in on a download. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. I mean, some characters have been in the, in the, in that game since the beginning. Right. So taking them out, the people that were fans of it and have been playing it since one, who are still gamers now, you know, with newer consoles, didn't buy it. <laughs> kind of like, like Street Fighter 3. Why? What yeah. happened there? They didn't have anybody in it. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they, had, they... they had Ryu and Ken and Chung Lee. That was it. And they were missing everybody else. But it's uh-huh. actually still, a, the, the music was good. It's still a good game, but they took a lot of those people out. I know Chung Lee wasn't even in the first version. She yeah, was in a she was in a third strike version. Yeah, that's why they had to keep coming out with second impact, third strike. But the yeah. first version didn't even have her in it. Yeah. Hmm. Just like Guile's not in Marvel Capcom. I fucking hate that. Ah, that's so stupid, dude. But I found out what's happening with that stuff is actually licensing. These games and these companies are so old. You know, this person owns this. The same thing that's happening with why there's no Wolverine in the Avengers. Uh, Guile would be the same license as Ken. But that's the reason why he's probably not in there. Some of the license for some of the stuff is like they have to renegotiate it. And it's not renegotiated. So you can't use this character. And this person don't like this person. And somebody solely bought this. And they don't want the people to use it. It's all copyrights and licenses and a bunch of legal bullshit that piss fans off. Right, and that's yeah. why it's because uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has the rights to Guile, and he won't give it up to, <laughs> to Capcom. Probably. I would believe you. He probably does. All right. Well, this I is all. I Broken Matt Hardy is going to be in it. <laughs> all right. He's going to be the new He's going to be the new Iron Man uh, next year, Jay. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap up this portion of the conversation and move on so that we can keep it flowing. So what else we got? We want to talk about uh, the news that broke this past week. I guess Warner Brothers has tapped Mr. Joss Whedon to take the helm of a Batgirl movie. They're developing a Batgirl movie, and Joss Whedon is going to write and direct it, I believe. What do you guys think of that? Akita, what do you think of that? I think Joss Whedon is a pretty good writer, but I think he needs to stick to like his Buffy's and sci-fis and some of that stuff but don't you think uh, the fact that he that he did buffy and he and he knows female heroines so well don't you think that gives him kind of an advantage here like he could write a really cool female superhero movie i don't know i wouldn't necessarily say that Hmm. 
No, just because because just like Je- Jeff Johns, who's an yeah. awesome writer, does that mean the DC movie's going to be all awesome? No. Not to be funny, I think his genre is more like vampire, demon, that type of. Yeah, I but mean, he, not, hold not on. That, that, Did uh, you forget that he directed the first Avengers movie? Because that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. So he can but, do superheroes. He can do superheroes, but I'm not always sold on the fact that somebody's a good writer. Originally, like, I think he, he was involved with the original Wonder Woman movie, wasn't he? When, what, At one point, wasn't he supposed to be involved with Wonder Woman, Derek? Possibly. Joss yeah. Whedon? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. I thought he was. Well, anyway, I I, I'm excited. I don't know. I think I it could be cool. I just hope that he does research. Just because he's good at writing female heroes don't mean that he will be good at writing Batgirl. Right. If he doesn't get into all her nuances is what I will say. Yeah, if because Warner if Brothers lets her, him, she though. she comes off like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it ain't going to be good. Well, but Buffy maybe... Buffy is cool, but she's not Batgirl. But maybe Warner Brothers wants that, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't seem like they're going the normal archetype with any of the DC characters. But does anybody remember the first season of Buffy and then the second season that flopped? <laughs> I love all I Buffy. I love all Buffy. You stop. I didn't even start watching that until the second season. What do you think, Derek? It would be interesting to see if they just had Batgirl in it for like five minutes and then the rest of the movie is Oracle. (laughs) (laughs) Like right away she gets shot and paralyzed and then she's in a wheelchair the rest of the movie. Yeah. But then then my question would be is who are they going to cast to be Nightwing? Is that romantic relationship going to pop up? Nah, he probably wouldn't even be in it. Yeah. I highly doubt it. I think they're working on a Nightwing movie, aren't they? Mm -hmm. But... but I thought part of when she became Batgirl in the beginning, she was dating him. Like, I don't think there was a time when she wasn't until stuff happened to her. Yeah, but with the new revamp of the DC stuff the last few years, it, I know she it's going to be based on that. Okay? It's, it's yeah. not going to be based on the old Batgirl. <laughs> She'll be a, gonna lesbian. be a lesbian. <laughs> that's right. She's going to hook up with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of hot. She's yeah, going to be transgendered. Possibly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't want to get some backlash from no. some knotheads out there that might be any of all those things. That's We're right. just saying they might try to add diversity, which there's nothing wrong with it. And we just bl- we just blame the fans if it doesn't work. Yeah, good tactic. Awesome. What do you think, Money? What do you think of the idea of Joss Whedon doing a Batgirl film? I think it's awesome. It is uh, as long as they got Ariana Grande to play Batgirl, I'm all in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she has to sing. Yep. She has one of her attacks. I would walk out of the movie if Batgirl started singing. <laughs> they would lose me forever. It would be Bollywood style. Oh, it would be awful. No, <laughs> thanks. Hate us. no, thank you. So, no, I, I think it's awesome. I'm all in. I'm yeah. ready. I'm there day one. Who do you want to see play Batgirl? Besides Ariana Grande? Yes, give me a real person. Uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. How about you, Michelle Akita? Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. How about you, Akita? Who do I want to see that girl? I'm trying to think about who are some of my favorite uh, female actresses at the current moment. Let me see. Who's... Emma I'm Watson. Th- Emma Stone. Huh? No. What's her name? I'm trying to remember what the girl from um, True Blood that played the vampire Jessica name is. Demi Lovato. It's not Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's De- Deborah Ann Wolf. That's her. Mariah name. Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Paige. You guys are idiots. 
Actually, uh, Paige would make a pretty good one. She, she knows how to ri- she knows how to ride motorcycles. <laughs> Not Scarlett Johansson because she's everything right now. I love her, but somebody else needs the opportunity. Oh, definitely not her. Maybe a newcomer that nobody knows about. There you go. An upcoming somebody. I They're going to be British because British actors always seem to be better. <laughs> one of the girls from Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. Britney Spears. Michelle Geller. All right. Well, this got ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on. Derek, what did you want to talk about with the uh, Snagglepuss? Didn't you uh, finally read the Snagglepuss debut of <laughs> Evan Samagatroyd, Derek? Tell us all about Snagglepuss, even. <laughs> all right, it was only six six pages long, so it was the backstory okay. in the back of the Banana Split Suicide Squad comic. Which so is, the, was, by the I way, was that's the that there s- wasn't more Snagglepuss. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. This isn't but, real. This is not real. <laughs> so it's set in the 1950s, and he's a he's a playwright. It doesn't say that he's gay in the first storyline, so okay. you don't even know that. So whatever. So he's just in the House Committee in the first panel, talking to the people. Uh, there and the house committee members and they're like interrogating him saying that he's like a he could be a menace to society and they <laughs> then in the issues they keep calling him mr mr puss <laughs> no. yeah, i'm oh. serious yes i'm gonna post all the pages up on our facebook page because it's, it's only six 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 pages long but <laughs> i don't Nothing know happens Wait. in the whole book can we legally do that though i don't want dc coming after us for Posting their pages up on our website. Well, it's just taking a picture of the okay. comic. I, I bought it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> just like blur one panel out. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Heavens to Murgatroyd, Derek. If you give it for free, no one's going to buy it even. <laughs> this is true. I don't want DC blaming Nod Podcast. One yeah, we don't want to cut sales. into their slump. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the head of DC will come on and say, it's not another nerdy podcast's fault. That the sales haven't been good on the Banana Splits Suicide Squad. <laughs> I can tell you the Banana Splits story was better than the Snagglepuss story. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the Banana Splits are just driving around town. They get stopped by the cops for some reason because they look weird. Cause they're yeah. just a bunch of animals in a, <laughs> now, there, in a van. There, this takes place in the real world. In the real The DC Banana Splits universe. does. The, the Snagglepuss is set in the real world in 1950s. Right. So why is he the only person that thing that looks like that everyone else is a human right in in the snagopus one yeah oh yeah yeah so everyone else is a human but he's, he's a lion this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever so seen. they're well, saying that he could be a d- there's also actually, huckleberry hound so yeah. oh so there's actually, two of them. no actually that just sounds like dragon ball z right <laughs> because in their world they do have like i think the mayor and of uh, the town was like some type of pig and then like the police officer was a dog and they had like talking <laughs> dinosaurs so you never know oh you know <laughs> i mean maybe people just think it's a guy in a lion suit not right. an actual lion person talking <laughs> i don't know but either way it's ridiculous all right so the banana splits thing back to that they get thrown in jail just for being weirdos right. amanda waller recruits them to go rescue Task Force X because Rick Flag has been captured by these robot, skinny, blonde-looking girls. And, and what exactly qualifies the banana splits to <laughs> be the ones who break because out? Because they got into this uh, bar fight in the cafeteria. 
these other guys were like trying to like start shit with them. And cafeteria? the girl, <laughs> in, in, in the how do you get into a bar fight oh, in a cafeteria? Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. So you get yeah, into a and, bar and, fight. You yeah, mean a prison and, fight? And the and the guy from the Blue Splits is like, I just I just want to play guitar, you know. <laughs> so they were already in prison. Yeah, they get thrown in prison. Oh, okay, okay. Because the they got cops, arrested for being weird. Yeah, just being weirdos, like driving around yeah. the street. Right, right. That's racist, they, man. They threw him in prison because they <laughs> they looked a certain way. That's not right. I know. I agree. That's profiling. That's profiling. <laughs> exactly. Is. Just because you're a giant gorilla who <laughs> who can talk and play band. guitar, wearing yeah, funky so Amanda, glasses, Amanda Waller, she, on a solo, looking like yeah, you're Amanda fucking Waller George Clinton. Guys, a video of them, you know, kicking ass in jail. Is oh, these guys would be perfect to go save the Suicide Squad. <laughs> so, so, the, so, the, so then they te- they team up with the Suicide Squad. They they rescue Rick Flag. It's actually not that bad. It just because how stupid it is. It was actually entertaining. And one of the parts, the the monkey guy gives a killer croc some uh, like a fruit roll up. And then like the next panel, the monkey's like, "Hey, um, do you still have some of that fruit roll up left?" And killer croc's like, "Yeah, it's stuck to my teeth. It kind of tastes like skin because <laughs> it's always eating people." <laughs> so I thought that was funny. <laughs> Oh, Who else is in this Suicide Squad version? Is oh, it's, it's, it? it's, it's weird because it's actually the the movie. It seems like the movie team of Suicide Squad. So it's, it's Harley Will Quinn. Smith, K- Deadshot? No. Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Katana. Who else is it? Rick Flagg. Obviously, they're going to save Rick Flagg. Boomerang? Oh, uh, Killer Croc. And one other guy. Captain Boomerang. Uh, no, he's not in that, which is weird. Hmm. Everyone except him. Uh, oh, well. Is it me or did Captain Boomerang seem completely useless? No, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, would you uh, recommend this comic book to people, Derek? You know what? I I would. But I, not, I would recommend. But not this for comic. the Snagglepuss story. I would not recommend the Snagglepuss story. No. Uh, it was honestly, it was it was a big letdown. We were talking about Snagglepuss forever, and then the banana splits thing, which most people don't even know what the hell that is ended up being a better story than than Mr. Puss story. So is that the end of the Snagglepuss story or is it going to continue? Oh yeah, it says to be continued. Where is it going to um, continue? Actually, I'll I'll tell you right now. I just went to to grab it in the other room. It's ridiculous. Cuz the last panel of the book which I had read before cuz that was which is weird cuz the last panel they had already released in the preview a couple months ago when we were first talking about this. It didn't make any sense, but Mr. Puss just says, you know, it's time for a change, and sometimes, you know, you have to fight even when there's nothing to fight. It's so fucking mind-boggling. It makes about, no sense at all. How about stupid? It's so fucking stupid. It, it is. It is. All right. Well, sounds like I'm not going to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was already done when somebody said a gorilla that played guitar was rescuing Suicide Squad people. <laughs> Oh man, what a D- what is DC doing? What are they up to? That's a money. It's a money grab, maybe. It's just a one shot. It's a money grab, but who the hell wants to pay- spend money on that other than Derek? Yeah, the same people that will buy anything that's related to their favorite character. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's people who will buy anything Suicide Squad, so they would buy that. True. Uh-huh. Like, oh, cool, an elephant and a monkey. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Talking monkey. I mean, there's people that will buy used socks, so there's people that will buy anything. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, 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 God. Akita, I got to ask you. On last week's episode, Jay Money told us this story 
about a friend mm-hmm. of his who sells her used socks on eBay. Mm-hmm. And people actually buy them. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this? Yeah. Are you eating potato chips over there, Akita? No, I'm actually eating um, fruit roll-ups because you give- we were talking about fruit roll-ups. She's giving 110%, And folks. you made me go over. I hey, if, a- if, if Akita's having snacks, can I go get some snacks, guys? Fine, get get your snacks, Derek. <laughs> your snacks on snacks. That box of cookie crisps was calling my name. Have you ever, you're a pretty popular cosplayer. Has anyone ever approached you to buy articles of used clothing from you? No. Really? Mm-mm. Would you sell your socks a, if somebody asked? It's quite a lucrative business. <laughs> I know. Supposedly, this girl sold a pair of socks for 10 bucks every week for to the, same, to the guy. same guy. Every week, he'd buy a pair of her socks for 10 bucks. Well, one of my friend's sisters back in the day, when like when exotic dancing, you didn't have to take off your clothes. You just like danced around in a bikini. Right. There was a customer that had a foot fetish, so she would like take her brother's really stinky socks and sell it to this like rich guy for three hundred and fifty dollars a pop. He had a foot fetish, so I guess if I found people that wanted to buy my stinky socks for lots of money, three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. What? Sita? Sounds to me like out there. Sounds to me like Smelly should be charging more than she's only getting ten bucks. Yeah. She's undercharging. Jesus. Three hundred and fifty, but your friend must have been hot as fuck. Who the hell would pay three hundred and fifty bucks for a pair of socks? And not only that, they were her brother's socks, not her socks? Yeah. But the guy didn't know that, I assume. No, he would sniff them and they smell awful. He oh. liked to stink. Like, he wanted a girl to walk around in a pair of socks all day, and then he would buy them. Well, there you go. What? This girl rubs the socks between her toes before she sells them. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I'm really onto something here, Tom. How does how does the buyer know she's actually doing that, though? She takes the pictures. That's why she got kicked off of eBay. <laughs> she took. I told this last week. She took pictures on eBay of the socks between her toes. And that's what she got in trouble for. That's why they said it was a sexual nature. Oh, my God. Because yeah. it's a foot fetish. Yes. Akita gets it. Oh, I get it. I just don't understand it. Well, because you don't have a foot fetish. <laughs> I like feet. I just wouldn't pay money for somebody's filthy socks. I hate feet. They're disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to touch anybody's feet. I don't want to look at anybody's feet. <laughs> I don't right. want to smell anybody's feet. What about your feet? Well, what if the feet are in high heels? Yeah. No. You don't like high heels? I don't. I like high heels, but I still don't want to touch them, even if I know. What about Gene like, Simmons I, in high heels? I don't, no, I don't like I feet at all. you're a big Kiss fan. What if, uh, what if Paige wanted you to touch her feet? I don't know. I don't like feet. Really? They're just disgusting. So, like, uh, who's what, your dream what girl? What if Paige oh, what told if, you to touch her foot and Matt Hardy was in the background saying, Wonderful. <laughs> Would you still touch her feet or no? No. What oh, if What on. if Ariana Grande wanted you to touch her feet? I don't think I could do it. Really? I hate feet. What if Ariana Grande wanted you to touch her feet and Brad Maddox was filming it? <laughs> Is Xavier Woods there? Oh, man. There's got to be somebody that you would touch the feet of. Oh, I hate feet. How do we get on a conversation about feet? <laughs> 
Yeah, we because this is the point in the podcast where we get derailed with tangents and ridiculousness. That's why. What if Snagapus let you tickle his feet, Jay Money? Oh, Jay Money, tickle my feet even. Oh. I can go do that right now. I got Snagapus is sitting here right next to me. <laughs> Him, Watto, and Iceman. Yeah, tickle Watto. Is it the new Not Podcast One variant, uh, Snagapus? No, coming soon. Coming soon. Tease. Tickle case coming soon. Here, tickle Watto's feet. He'll he'll laugh for you. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> you guys are nuts. All right. Well, let's let's get on to the main event, shall we? Shall we discuss what we're all here to talk about, which is the Ghost in the Shell, starring Scarlett Johansson. They finally made a live action adaptation. The movie's what twenty three years old. The original Ghost in the Shell came out in was in oh ninety five, so it's twenty. It's around the same time as like a other big anime titles, like Akira, I believe. Yeah, Akira That's came same. out in eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, so it's 22 years old. It came out in 95 originally. So they finally brought it to live action, and Scarlett Johansson is playing... Matoko. Well, sort of. Sort of. (laughs) But they don't reveal that until the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, okay, so we're going to... We all saw this, and we're going to discuss it. I'm going to ask you some questions, ask you what you thought about it. But before we do that, I'm going to... Warn Not Nation, I'm going to tell the Knotheads right out the gate that we are going to discuss this openly, spoil the hell out of it, so if you don't want any spoilers, stop listening now until you see the movie, but if you don't care, continue to listen. But uh, Is it really a movie that needs to be spoiled anyway? I mean... Well, it, there, I, I found it to be quite different from the original anime, to be uh, honest with oh, you. Oh, totally. So. If this weekend's box office was anything, nobody's going to see this. Right, yeah, it, it bombed <laughs> pretty hard. but uh, Or they already saw it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two years ago, I think part of the problem with this movie is the people that want to see it are going to go see it, and it's not going to really attract anyone who isn't already a fan of Ghost in the Shell. That's my Mm -hmm. what that was my takeaway. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's go around the room here, and I'm going to ask you all your initial impressions. You don't have to spoil anything right out the gate, but give me your initial thoughts. And we'll start with our guest of honor, Miss Akita Oaki, our anime expert. What did you think of Scarlett Johansson live action Ghost in the Show? Um, I think she made in her attempts to make Matoko like a robot or a prosthetic body just came off as her being angry mm-hmm. as the only emotion. And not from the original, but from watching Standalone Complex and the second gig anime which was the second season of Standalone Complex, I remember her just being, still having a lot of personality, just being very badass and sexy and just not, like, angry. She even, like, walked really weird. Her attempt to be robotic or come off as a machine, just, she came off as just being angry. Uh And that was it. She looked hot doing it. Right. But... It wasn't what I expected for the character. I thought she was going to be more how she was, not in the older thing, but in the newer, the uh, standalone complex and the second gig animated series that they that they ran on Adult Swim and that they also uh, had on Netflix for a little while. Right. So I don't know. I don't think she really knew how to be um, a prosthetic body with a ghost in a shell. I don't know. I guess she tried to explain, like, no emotion, by but but trying to do that, she just seemed angry right. the whole time. 
I agree. It wasn't really her not displaying any emotion because anger is an emotion. I mean, it wasn't like nonchalant, blankly staring off. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you got coaching from an iPhone or something, I don't <laughs> I don't know how you get into the role of being a machine. But I think she forgot that the thing about it is it's not a machine. I was going to say. It's, it's a, a prosthetic body. It's a person in a robot body, right? So she should yeah. have had a full range of emotions. I agree with you. All right. Yeah. You th- what did you think, Derek? It was, I don't know. I, I mean, I totally like the original anime better than this. I honestly thought I was just watching like a sequel to Lucy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just, yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I was just like, Ugh. So did the fact that Makoto was played by Scarlett Johansson actually take you out of the Like, was it too distracting that it was Scarlett Johansson? You couldn't like get into the movie? No, no, it wasn't that. I mean, if I didn't see the original one, I probably would have hated it a lot more. Yeah. But that's really the only reason why I saw this one, <laughs> because the original one. So. And what about you, Jay Money? I liked it. <laughs> Thanks. That's it? That's all we're getting? No, I liked it. It was kind of boring up until the uh, part where the other guy showed up, you know, the uh, older version. Kuze? I don't know what it is. Kuze. Huh? Kuze. Whatever. It was kind of boring up <laughs> until he showed up, but then uh, when he showed up, I thought it got, I, it got cool, and I liked it. Yeah. She she reminded me of uh, and Akita will agree. She reminded me of all the Overwatch cosplayers you see at cons these days. Ugh, yeah. Overwatch, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. But like when when my buddy asked me if his son was like would like it, I said yeah because that's what she looks like. My issue with how they displayed the the machine that was in there in the original thing, I think it was it was a woman's upper body with a man's voice. And I think they were trying to avoid the ideal of it being like something that came off this transgendered, even though it's a machine and a machine really doesn't have a gender like because prosthetic bodies could be anything. If I wanted to have more physical strength, I could take my brain and put it into a male body so I could have like because from their perspective, they're more for like a military tactic. They're there to clean up the mess that the government maker that they're trying to hide so the whole point of the prosthetic body is nothing to do with anything related to the way people view gender. It's related to if I'm a big muscular guy, I will, it will be easier for me to lift a Gatling gun and right. shoot people with it. It's the whole point of them picking whatever body. But it certainly did help her in the animated series being a female because it was pretty easy to like be like, hey, I'm sexy. Come talk to me. And then she would just like do some crazy kick ass, right? Crazy. Um, basically black widow wrap your legs around a person neck and swing them around type stuff right for the listeners out there who aren't familiar with ghost in the shell the original anime that came out in 95 based on the manga ghost in the shell it's about uh makoto kusanagi kusanagi yeah i don't know if it's makoto or matoko which i think is is the thing because they were calling her matoko yeah and then in the thing it's matoko but it was translated into Matoko or Makoto. I don't know what happened with that, but I think either or is the right name. Right. Well, they were calling her Mira or Mirin or some shit in the in the live action one. They had a different name for her at first, and I was like confused. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. In the original anime, she was also she was always Kusanagi. She was made the major, and so anyway, she's a robot, but she's a person. A, basically, the brain and the spine of an actual human being implanted in a quote-unquote shell. Mm -hmm. So her spirit, the ghost of the person, is in the shell, hence the name Ghost in the Shell. So, And she's part of this, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, G9. 
which yeah. is a special military unit. Right. So, military police unit, exactly. like SWAT. Yeah. So, and her and Batu, Batu uh, the guy with the cybernetic eyes, that's her partner. One of the, one of the I guys. liked how um, in the movie he didn't have them at first, and they explained how. Yeah, they how, explained how he got I his eyes. That. Yeah. That was better than the anime. I mean, it was different, but I this, I actually, there were a lot of changes from the original anime. Like, they had the big key scenes, like her fighting in the water uh, when she fought. They mixed, but they mixed some things from the original with the things right. from the standalone complex. Yeah, like Kuze was, yeah, Kuze was from the other, the other series, and they, because in the original Ghost in the Shell 95 anime, the main bad guy was the puppet master. Mm-hmm. And they kind of they didn't have him. He wasn't in this. It was Kuze was that character, and they changed a few things there. But they did have the spider tank battle at the end, which was pretty cool. That was um, shot for shot. Nah, I wouldn't say it was shot for shot. Uh, no, because the spider tank thing didn't actually attack the the oh, uh, yeah. the original guy. It was her. Yeah. Right. Her head was yeah. caught in the thing. Because but when she jumped on top of it and ripped it off, yeah, that was, part was that was right that from part the happened. yeah. She yeah. ripped uh-huh. her own arm off, but but then Batu uh, saves her in the original anime because the spider tank has her by the head and is gonna do whatever yeah. it's gonna do. Right, then, right. That's uh, right. They changed. You're right. Yeah, so they changed some things, but they just kind of swapped it. Yeah, but it was still cool. And, I mean, and that also, scene was I don't cool. recall that whole story of uh, Matoko or Makoto being a teenager. I recall her being a sick child. You know, they changed that. Yeah, that was they changed. She was not a teenager. She didn't get kidnapped because she was hanging out in some crazy place where teenagers hang out. Because teenagers have their own subculture and their little underground areas where they hang out in Japan, which is what all this stuff is based off of. But that never happened. That part of the story is something that they completely designed. Oh, they totally made up the whole thing with her having a mother and and uh, that she was against technology. That was the biggest problem I had with this movie was that yeah. they, they reveal that Kusanagi was originally this girl, young girl, who was against techno- the use of technology. And they end up capturing her and her friends, one of which is this Kuze character. And then mm-hmm. they use them to experiment. There's 98 of them, right? 98 experiments. Mm-hmm. There were 98 tries. Before they were they... trying to transfer human consciousness into these prosthetic bodies. Right. That didn't work out. And to make the they, ultimate killing yeah. machines, right? So, mm-hmm. so they they finally have a successful one, and that's Kusanagi. And but then they gave her this weird backstory or origin that <laughs> was never in the original movie. So that was kind of un. I didn't really care for that. I mean, I understand why they did it, but well, they kind of had to pad it out because the anime was like an hour and fifteen minutes long. Well, my biggest problem with them doing that is okay. So your original self was against all technology, and now you're embracing it. Like it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like if that was the case, why wouldn't once she realized who she really was, why wouldn't she reject all of it? Instead, she went right back to section nine and she's like, okay, let's get to work. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's get back to it. Let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's that's dive a off the building. Yeah, it's just Not stupid. Only that, personally for me, I watched it in 3d being a person that's a gamer that has a newer council. Um, and actually seeing, uh, CGI a lot. The CGI to me was pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> the frame rates were pretty slow. Cause what we were essentially watching was mostly CGI. 
And I feel like the actual Ghost in a Shell animation when she was invisible and she was kicking people ass was a lot faster and more interesting. The the most interesting part as far as the fight in there was the one where she fights in the dark before she gets captured and gets part of her face taken off. And it's like uh you just see the blue light flash and then you kind of see her kicking stuff. Yeah. That was cool, but overall the battles weren't as awesome as the ones, in my opinion, the few that they had in the original. And maybe I think another part of it that made it a little less, you know, interesting is the fact that they made something that was rated R, rated PG-13. Yeah, that bothered me. I mean, obviously, they probably just didn't want Scarlett Johansson running around naked, but they didn't have to do that. She could have been wearing a latex suit that had nipples. Well, she practically was naked. I mean, that bodysuit didn't leave much to the imagination. I mean, that wasn't why it got a PG-13. In the original anime, you know, they swear. But in the original, when she was fighting people and killing them, she was ripping off arms. There That's what I'm blood. saying. When like, they shot people, it was, <laughs> when it she, was legitimate. When she busts like, into that room and shoots that guy and his head blows up, like, <laughs> I was looking for that. I'm like, I want that scene. Yeah. Where was that? That wasn't in there. If it was rated R, it would have happened. Right. But because it wasn't, they kind of, I don't know. They pussified Ghost in the Shell. They pussified it. They but did. I guess, you know, for the Snack people that were pissed it? off. Mr. Puss? They did. I guess for the people that were pissed off that she wasn't Japanese, which is what I thought she probably should have been Japanese just because it was an anime. Well, she technically it was. was. <laughs> but the problem, I think, I think what they tried to do was explain the fact that a prosthetic body is a body. So the image can be anything. Right. Because in a TV series or whatever, they had this model called Jerry. And basically, to me, it looked like a white chick with blonde hair, even though it was an anime. I think I think it was like the third or fourth episode of Standalone Complex. So I guess that was their way of explaining whitewashing, which is what everybody was pissed off about. I wanted to go see it. I was pissed off, too, in the beginning because I was like thinking there's probably some asian american or some asian chick that they could definitely hire to do this role that would be super awesome since they i mean they didn't have katana played by a white chicken suicide squad so they could have found somebody right but but i think that's really what made people upset about it is that they didn't try and i think maybe they thought because they put scarlett johansson in it that would make more people go see the movie but i don't know it just from the original source material, all the stuff they did to it, to me, the graphics were second rate in comparison to playing a video game. And the story plot was just some shit they put together. I was really hoping that they would use more of the standalone complex and the second gig stuff. Give her the purple hair and red eyes and do like more of that and yeah. try to modernize it. Because they did mix those things together. And that's what I was hoping. So... Overall, it's not the worst movie I saw, but if I had to rate it on a scale from like one to ten, I well, would probably you, hold on, you're getting ahead of me. Okay, I ask for the ratings at the end. All right, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> so, what did you think of like this the way they did the city though? Because it was totally different from the anime, having them all them holograms and advertisements. It was too, much. It did, was too much. Didn't it, it feel like Blade Runner? Yeah, I felt like I was in the Matrix, Blade Runner, some other weird anime that I watched. I don't know why they did that because I've never, I've never seen Blade Runner. Most of the show was never, it was never that like crazy. And also, I don't understand why the Geisha bots were like cybernetic. Yeah, because they weren't. The Geisha bots were regular Geishas. Right. In the original, in that scene, or even in a TV series, they were just Geishas. 
it's just like they tried to make it extra weird because I don't know, anime can be extra weird, but it didn't really do anything for the artistic value. It was like they tried, they yeah. tried to make it super cyberpunk, and they should have focused more on the story and the action sequences. It's because every time they take an anime and try to make a live action, it's usually horseshit. That's why. Yeah. But see, they could have focused on other aspects. Like, I like that fact that they did show the part where the person's fingers opened up into a bunch of pieces and typed really Oh, quick. yeah, that was really that cool. cool. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. But they should have just focused on more of that stuff. Yeah, there was too much going on with, like, her creator, that doc- Dr. Ouellette. I feel like it was a lot of uh, movies in general that are sci-fi focused too heavily on using too much CGI. Yeah, yeah there was just too much stuff with that. I feel like they should have tried to use more practical setting. Like, I feel like they would have been better off just shooting a movie in Tokyo and having, like, actual Tokyo background and having people walk around Tokyo and then maybe adding some areas in that look like, you know, a little post-apocalyptic over here where a terrorist blew up part of something and they're over there. Right, I think that would have In the original anime, thing. the city was, like, flooded, wasn't it? Like, it was, like, dilapidated because of a great flood. If yeah, I but it correctly. still looked like, but it still looked like Japan, Tokyo, like the areas that people know of Japan. Yeah, it still had like you know people driving on cars and bridges, like, but it wasn't that place that they created looked nothing like Japan, other than the fact that it had all of these buildings. Like right. they didn't, I don't know, they didn't really use a Japan landscape. They used like some weird holographic <laughs> world. Way too many that holograms. I just can't even explain. Like Way there was so much many. going on. Way too many holograms. Too many distractions in the background. There it was too much. Too much. I, I know visually it was supposed to be wowy, but I just it was overwhelming to me. It, it was, didn't look good in three D. Like it didn't do anything. It yeah. really didn't pop out when you saw it in three D with three D glasses. Yeah. It just was a bunch of shit all over the screen. It's <laughs> Distracting like if you get on your right? computer yeah. and. Somebody gives you a virus, and all these pop-up adwares keep popping up all over the screen oh, when you're trying to like check yeah, your email. That's annoying. That's kind of what the what the uh, scenery I could best describe of Ghost in the Shell is. Yeah. Seeing a whole bunch of pop-ups when you're trying to check your email. Yeah, it was. It that's was actually what happened to me when I watched the movie. On my computer. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> all right, so. Let's go around and give it a rating out of one to five. I'm going to go. I know Money probably liked it the most, so I'm going to let him go first. Money, what would you rate this movie one to five? Solid three. Okay. So, and you said any movie that's a three or above is worth seeing in the theater, so I guess you think it's worth going to see. I actually do, yeah. I thought the 3D was awesome. All right. And I'm a connoisseur of 3D. Yeah. How about you, Akita? What would you say on a scale of one to five? What would you give Ghost in the Shell? A two. Okay. Is that because of the adaptation from the original source material you were disappointed with, or what What was your biggest disappointment? The movie in general. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you would recommend people go watch the original 95 anime? I would recommend that they watch Standalone Complex, the animated series, and Second Gig instead. And not the new, they even got another newer series called Arisen. I hate the artwork, so Mm -hmm. I would recommend that they watch the newer series that came out in the 2000s. And the original. Watch the original and then watch the anime. But stick to the animated series. That's what I would suggest. And not the live action so much. Or, you know, go to 2K or whatever, the bootlegging movie. 
No, no, no. We don't. No, 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 no. Don't do that. WWE 2K. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not another nerdy podcast does not condone that. No, we don't do that. We don't condone it. No, no, no. How about you, Derek? What would you rate Ghost in the Shell on a scale of one to five? I would probably say two. 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 And what are your reasons? Basically, the adaptation of it. I'm not a huge anime dude, but I I really like the original one. That was one of my favorite ones, next to um, you know Akira and you know some of those other classic animes. I, I don't know. Okay. Nah, I'm not a fan of those. What if uh, some other girl besides Scarlett Johansson was in it? What would you rate it? I don't like, think that would have changed. the yeah, my, no, like, like who? My problem I, I wasn't with her. Johansson. Yeah, my problem wasn't with her. I mean, no, I did. No, I liked her. I liked her. Yeah. No, I meant if. If she wasn't in it, I probably would give it a two point five. Oh, yeah. I mean, if like Emma Watson was in that <laughs> role, I I probably would have gave it like a point five. What's wrong with Emma Watson? You liked her in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, I meant the other lady we were laughing about last week. Emma Stone. Oh, Emma Thompson. Emma or Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Emma Thompson is Ghost in the Shell. Is. <laughs> Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts is Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> is the ghost in the shell? Oh man, well, she's I- about to be a ghost pretty soon. <laughs> That's <Jeez. nice. laughs> You're awful. I'm going to give awfully it awfully entertaining. I'm going to give it a two as well. So two, two, two. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty disappointed. I'm glad I only paid five dollars to go see it in a matinee because uh, it was pretty disappointing. Oh, Did I didn't take your, da- shit. Did you take your daughters with you. No, no. Although I probably could have, because it was uh, tame enough. I, I expected a lot more. I guess I. I mean, what did I expect for PG thirteen? I should have known that they were going to tone down and dumb down a lot of it. I wasn't and, even uh, sure what it was rated halfway through it. I was like, "What is this rated?" I don't know. I think because we were speaking to diversity at the beginning of this thing, I would actually like to see them try to cast characters that match. Whatever nationality of whatever the character is supposed to be, if they could, right, it would but, be nice. But that wasn't the biggest problem with this movie, let's face it. It wasn't. Scarlett Johansson was not the biggest problem. The fact that she's Caucasian <laughs> and not Asian. Yeah, there was there were a lot of other issues. I will say the guy who played ba- two or Bato? Bato. Bato. The guy who played Bato... He could totally play Cable in Deadpool 2. Oh, absolutely. He looked just I was thinking that like the him. entire movie. Yeah. It was I Cable. He was I, I was totally thinking that the guy that played Bato with his blonde hair the way it was dyed, he looked like, what's his name, Jack Black played the character in Tropic Thunder that had blonde hair. <laughs> that's who he looked like to me. He basically looked like Jack Black. That's who that's who he reminded me of. So I really didn't get any cool vibes from him. I was just like, that's Jack Black if he got like a little muscular and decided he was gonna get cybernetic eyes and had a gun because he had the same bl- crazy blonde hair. I don't know. I what, just I wasn't feeling the Bato. What did you think about them explaining how Bato got his cybernetic eyes? I mean, I kind of figured that he got blasted in the face or something. I mean. Even if he, but see, the reason they probably didn't explain why he didn't, why he didn't get his cybernetic eyes in the original one is because I think he got them on his own. Right. I don't think it was something like he got damaged. Like the people that, if I was a sharpshooter, those people were replacing their arms and replacing their eyes because they wanted to. It was a personal choice. It wasn't because they got injured. Like we all know since I cosplayed her, Misty Knight lost her arm to an explosion. And then she got it replaced. But for them, 
it's a completely different story. Yeah, they, I could just get super typer fingers to open up because I'm a college student that want to write my papers faster. Right, right, right. It has nothing to do with the fact that my hands got chopped off in a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, I guess it was cool that they wanted to show an explosion. But I think originally he just wanted prosthetic eyes so he could see better. Right. That's definitely something they they changed and added for the live action movie. That's what I was wondering what you thought, if you liked that or not. I think they just wanted to do a scene with an explosion. Sure. That's what I think. Like Mm -hmm. he could, I mean, if they would have made it rated R, he could have got both of his eyes stabbed out with a knife. That would have been cool too. That would have been very cool. I'm sure the Blu-ray will be a rated R version. Extended cut. We can only hope. Maybe they'll be more exciting action pieces. Maybe they'll actually show like what she did with that black chick with the freckles. Because they all hinted at her being a lesbian in the uh, original. Right. Because she was in the bed with the two girls and everything. Yep. So maybe they would have actually showed some lesbian action. Yeah, it was disappointing. I'm not going to lie. But I'm also not going to lie. It was fun watching Scarlett Johansson run around in a skin-tight bodysuit for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It totally reminded me of uh, Black Widow though, when she was on the motorcycle. Yeah. But I realized that came out way before Avengers, so. All right, well, that's it. That's all we're going to say about Ghost in the Shell, I guess. I guess uh, Jay Money would recommend Knotheads go see it, and the rest of us would recommend you wait for Redbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's worth paying to go in the movies, uh, unless you can go to a cheap matinee. Then I guess maybe yeah. it's worth it. Because I paid, uh, what was it? Well, if you like did 3D, bucks. 3D. 3398 because I had the theaters with the uh, reclining chairs. And oh, that must be nice. <laughs> so, well, yeah. We have crap out here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had reclining chairs and 3D and surround sound. Do they have a bar? That. No, but they have food, like where you can get hot dogs and pizza and pretzels and all that goodiness. Cool. They had a bar down the street from it that I went to after I watched it and got a shit face. So, yeah. <laughs> to try to forget about it. Yeah, I was. I was like, I just paid $33. Ouch. Panda. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we give some recommendations to the Not Nation? Derek, anything you want to recommend to the Knotheads out there this week? Yes. I will recommend two things. One, Prison Break came back this week. So, check that out. Okay. It was really good. It's one of my favorite shows. And I will also recommend Teen Titans, uh, The Judas Contract, that will be that was released this week on digital only. Physical copy will be released in a couple of weeks. I think April eighteenth. Like Mid month, yep. So how about check you? it out. I've I've already watched half of it. It's really good. Awesome. How about you, Jay Money? Derek stole mine for the Teen Titans. Uh, that was gonna be one of my three. Well, just give us, uh, come on, we want a three-hour episode? <laughs> just give us one fucking recommendation. Well, I have two. All right, give us two. Two. Follow my new cosplay friend on Instagram at 20%, and the Y in 20 is an I. And also, I recommend the Knotheads go back and listen to episode one of our podcast because it was our Star Wars Rogue One review, which came out this past Tuesday on Blu-ray. Right on. So I recommend if you didn't see it, watch it, read our review, listen to our review. May the force be with you. Right on, and right pick on. And pick up the Blu-ray. I got it at Best Buy, Steelbook, 3D copy. Excellent. 3D? Yeah. How about you? Dudley Boys copy? What? The Dudley Boys copy? Yeah, Team 3D. Nice. 
How about you, Akita? What do you want to recommend to those knotheads? I will recommend, even though people probably already watched it, it was pretty interesting to watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That's excellent. That is good Cause, stuff. Because I just binge-watched it, so... And it if was you great. you haven't seen it, Stranger Things. Definitely. I haven't seen Stranger Things, but thanks to that, now uh, we have to have a remake of It with a bunch of kids. Now we have to have the new Transformers movie with a bunch of kids. Thanks, Stranger Things. Oh, trust me, Stranger Things is totally awesome money. You would like it. I know, but it just had to start a, a trend of like a group of 13-year-olds doing everything. I know. I know. So. Hey, you know what? When we were younger, we had those movies too. Goonies and Monster Squad. We had the, We had that. It's okay for this generation to have that. At least they actually have kids that are the, supposed to be the age of the kids. Right. They don't have 20-something year olds. And they don't have 28-year-olds playing 16-year-olds <laughs> like they normally do. Uh, it's fucking funny. Like Tom Wellen was, what, 30 when he played on Smallville? <laughs> as, a, as like young Clark? Yeah. Luke Perry was in his 50s and 90210. That's right. Yeah. Oh, come on. With the 90210 hate. <laughs> what? I love 90210. Oh, okay. So I love Tiffany Amber Theason. Good Lord. <laughs> Say no more. That was the that, that didn't really count, though. That was like 90210.2. Oh, it counted for me. Yeah, so kids need their opportunities. I would expect that if they made a Teen Titan movie, that they would actually try to find some younger actors. They could be in their 20s. But I really would not want to see Chris Evans deciding that he's going to play Robin. <laughs> no, I, I would want to be Elijah Wood. <laughs> the forever young. <laughs> well, you couldn't have, the problem is you couldn't have Teen Titans with Cyborg, unfortunately, because they've ruined him for the Justice League movie. Awful. Not if it was a TV show, because everyone's different in the t- DC TV universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. Well, I will recommend that you don't waste your time watching Iron Fist. Yes. (laughs) Word. Did you watch it, Akita? I got the episode four, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's (laughs) it's really it's not. Well, those are the best episodes. It's really not great. It's not great at all. It's barely watchable. It's barely watchable. That's the best I can say about it. It's not that great. It's barely watchable. Would Jay Money like it? No. No. Okay. No. Don't waste your time. Don't it's waste ships. Don't waste 13 hours of your life. Don't do it. No. Don't do that. I wasted 19 hours of my life and this it, week watching wrestling. And so. honestly, it's not <laughs> it's it's not even a setup for defenders. So not at all. You don't even need to watch it. You really don't. Just wait for defenders. If you want to you want your iron fist fix, wait for defenders. Hopefully he's going to watch better that. Than that. I yeah. went and trained in Kun Loon. Oh. You trying to get out of the crazy house? No, I went to tra- I went and trained at a dojo in New York. I don't know nothing about Kuma Loon, so right. I'm gonna keep pretending to be crazy. Right, right. Not only that, but you're a master of kung fu, and you were raised by monks, and you have zero discipline, and you have zero patience, and you have zero self control. I I just couldn't buy it. I couldn't. He was the most unlikable character. Danny Rand is not supposed to be someone I root against. And I was rooting. Yeah. I was rooting for the hand the whole fucking series because I did not care for his character at all. It was really bad. Like honestly, the only thing that got me through that whole show was Colleen Wing. If it wasn't yeah. for her, I wouldn't have given two flying fucks about anybody. Iron Fist was just a major, major letdown. I don't know. Just awful. Villains were awful. Madame Gao 
has superpowers and knocks Iron Fist back one minute, and then the next minute he goes to China and captures her, and she doesn't put up any kind of fight and just goes with him, and he gets her out of the country, no problem, secretly, somehow. I, I don't understand so many bad plot points that made no sense. Bad, bad, bad storytelling. Inconsistencies. How about when Harold Meacham cuts his finger off and then magically his finger grows back? He has all of his fingers the rest of the show. Terrible, terrible. And the fighting scenes, I think because we started off with Daredevil and the fighting scenes were so awesome that we were expecting Iron Fist to live up to that. Iron Fist should have Iron Fist should have exceeded that. He should have exceeded it. The guy that they had playing that didn't have any martial arts training whatsoever, and Charlie Cox did. He actually went through training with his stunt double, so he actually, you know, legitimately looked like he was doing some stuff. And I don't think they did that. I think Netflix is just popping these series out, and they making money, and people are watching because Netflix has definitely blown up. And they got some good series, but some other stuff they put out, because they putting out new stuff every week, just yeah, well, haven't been too hot. And I think, I don't know. Iron they, Fist. They, they really let us down, because I was expecting for him to be like Bruce Lee or something. Yeah, like, it was. Incarnated back from the dead or something. Yeah, it was a bad. Bruce Lee, Jet Lee, Jackie Chan all mixed in one and be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But he wasn't. It was, yeah. wasn't good. The fighting was not what it should have been. It was, And the story was... I'm sorry. So if you're not going to have really great action pieces, you better have a kick-ass story. And you didn't have either. And you had a character who was... If you don't have really good action pieces or a kick-ass story, you better have a lot of shirtless scenes. And you better have and likable characters. And you just yeah. didn't, you didn't have any of those things. And I'm sorry. I didn't watch Arrow every week because Arrow was awesome. I just wanted to see Stephen Emil do the sailman with his shirt off. There you and go. go up this little thing. That was the only reason I tuned in. Because there's right. a lot of females watching it too. So sure. let's be honest. Yep. Shirtless guys, half naked chicks sell terrible T V shows, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, I mean if they had Colleen Wing shirtless, I would have given that a must watch. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. <laughs> nah, I didn't think she was hot. You're out of your mind. Nah. You can Ugh. just get off the podcast now. Ugh. You're insane. You're an insane human being. That's not giving 110%. That's ridiculous. Iron Fist would have been cool if it was the first Marvel TV show that they ever made, and you're all excited. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. That's the problem. I mean, it followed Daredevil and Jessica Jones and you know yeah. Luke Cage until the end. Luke Cage sucked at the end. I didn't like the ending, but, but the rest of Luke Cage was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a big letdown. Big letdown. So they better come back strong with Defenders and make up for but this. But the girl who played Joy in that show was on the reboot of Now 2.0, Jay Money. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I never Beecham. watched that. I don't know if you did. I watched like the first All right, season. don't sidetrack yeah. us, boys. I want to wrap this up. We've been on this for <laughs> yeah. fucking... Yeah, we've been getting late. Yeah. We're getting late yeah. here. Sidetracking with 90210. Talk. Do your own fucking separate podcast. You want to talk about 90210? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 90210. No, and uh, foot fetishes. Yeah, exactly. And the Melrose Place reboot. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. yeah now you we're guys, talking. You guys go, go nuts. Yeah. I'm sure Aussie and the Palm will listen to that. I will not. I'm all set. All right, boys and girl. <laughs> On behalf of my magic and metal co-hosts, Mr. 110% T-Rock, Derek Mitris. Two. <laughs> And our wonderful and beautiful, talented cosplayer, anime expert, Miss Akita Oaki. <laughs> and of course, the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money. 
Shit, goddamn. Get off your ass and NBA jam. My name is Tom Van Zandt. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, Ghost in the Shell edition. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Until then, bye-bye. It's quite fantastic.